Welcome to Elevated Voices Podcast, where we value using our voice collectively to explore life challenges, including mental health, addiction, trauma, and ways to heal. With our voice, we empower, encourage, and transform lives. I'm your host, Daishika Bibbs, a certified trauma-focused therapist, licensed clinical social worker, and licensed certified addiction specialist. As we embark on this journey together, let's elevate our voice to echo the sound for the voiceless. Hey listeners, we have another great show in store for you. Today's guest is a proud graduate of Spelman College who has over 10 years of professional experience practicing law in California and Nevada. Currently, she is a chief deputy district attorney with Las Vegas, Nevada Crime Unit, where she prosecutes crimes ranging from murder to battery. She is also the proud founder of an online platform called The Mummy Council, which provides tips, tricks, hacks, support for being a busy parent of young children. Elevated Voices Podcast would like to give a warm welcome to Leah Beverly for joining the show. Thank you so much for having me. It is an honor and a pleasure for you to be here, Leah. I would like to take my head off to you and say thank you so much for all the work that you do, keeping the streets safe, as well as balancing your time as a mother, a wife, while offering support to other busy parents. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so excited to chat with you today. I was the type of parent who knew nothing about children before I had children. I was the only child. I never had um, siblings. I never had nieces or nephews. So when I had my daughter five years ago, I was just winging it. And so I was always looking for like online resources and going down the rabbit hole of parenting advice on the internet looking for just tips about breastfeeding, pumping, how to manage everything, being a working mom. And so when I have my son, um, I was talking to my pediatrician about different routines that we'd implemented with our kids. And she was like, you know, you should really start a platform like just to connect with other moms and connect with other parents and just offer um, tips and advice and have other people offer tips and advice just to kind of try to narrow the rabbit hole of Google that we I know that we all go down. So I started the Mommy Council as just a way to connect with other parents, um, a way to bounce ideas and brainstorm with other parents of young children, and just a way to express things that have helped me, things that have failed me over the last five years, um, and just really connect with other people and share ideas. Thank you. Because none of us know how our parenting journey is going to be, especially being new moms. Things can get very stressful, you know. You can't learn everything about being a parent from a book that you pick up and read because every child is different. (laughs) So being able to have somebody that is transparent like you and honest saying, hey, you know, this is what my experience is and I'm willing to give tips and be there to support, you know, any new mom. That is that's amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, I just really wanted to create just a community of people just being really honest about the ups and downs and the highs and the lows um, and the joys of parenthood, especially of young kids. It's 
uh, so much information on it there. Any little information I can add to that or receive from that, I'm definitely um, wanting to create that space. Yeah. And I saw your website was sharing various different things from being a new mom and breastfeeding at work to how you can prepare um, meal preps and cooking and just different advice on your day-to-day challenges being a mom, but then also being a working mom at that. Yes. There's no such thing as this idea that we're supposed to have like this perfectly balanced life of like working or being a stay-at-home mom and doing all the other thousand jobs that we do is just to me, just not realistic. So I try to teach people to forget about balance and just learn how to manage your way through various aspects of young parenting. So we can enjoy the moments that come with having kids and experiencing things through kids' eyes. But we just have to let go of this idea that life is just always going to be balanced. Sometimes work is going to take precedent. Sometimes personal life is going to take precedent. And we have to learn to be okay with that. Yeah. And I think that most of us, we have this ideology of this is what parenthood has to be. But then, like you said, hey, you know, it's okay to, you know, just go with it and make the best of what you have. And you do not have to stress yourself out about, am I doing this right? Am I not doing this right? Feeling bad about, you know, saying, hey, you know, I have to be at work. So that means that I have to get a babysitter or I have to have a family member come in and just watch my children or my child for just a few hours until I can wrap things up at work and not feel bad about it. Absolutely. I I think that, you know, sometimes for working moms, it's like you're supposed to be a full-time mom and a full-time employee and a full-time everything else. And it's, to me, it's just not feasible. Like sometimes I got to be a part-time mom. Sometimes I have to be a part-time employee to get everything else done. and that's okay. And sometimes maybe things will slide. I just kind of feel like my kids are never going to be like, she She wasn't there for me. My goal is always to be there for my kids and learn how to manage that, but be okay with letting balance go. Definitely. That's something that is one of the hardest things to do. My sister, when she first had my niece and the support that my mom provided to her, um, I wasn't present at the time because I was in a different state. When she had my nephew, I was like, oh, you know, let me adjust my work schedule so I can be there for her, so I can support her. And a lot of people do not understand the different stressors that comes with either being a new mom or parenting. And it's like, you know, how do I manage everything that's going on around me, but again, still be able to be what we put on ourselves, and I say we meaning women, we label ourselves as being like this superwoman that we can do all of these things, but not truly taking a step back and acknowledging, hey, you know what? I'm only one person, <laughs> and I can't, like you said, I can't be 100%, you know, on parent mode all the time, 100% on employee mode all the time. It has to be some some give and take there. And doing so, yes, like you said, something may slide. I may miss something. But hey, you know what? It's a part of life and it's not going to be the end of the world because I can go back and I can address whatever it is that needs to be addressed. 
Absolutely. It's so important. And I've been learning over the years and what I try to express through laughter and humor in the mommy council is just like being present for random moments in all aspects of your life, being present for random moments in your marriage, being present for random moments with your friends and your kids' life, just to create the kind of life that you want to live. And, you know, it's okay if the laundry isn't done today. It's okay if Maybe you have to leave work a little bit earlier, but sometimes it's okay that you have to stay at work later to get stuff done. Because at the end of the day, I, I also talk about self-care a lot and doing little things in your daily life to care about yourself as much as you care about other people. Yeah. And you have to, because we spend nine hours, close to 12 hours a day at work, depending on your discipline. Some people spend more than that. And the bulk of that time is some form of a service that someone is receiving. So not only are you trying to be patient, be optimistic and inspire hope for whomever those individuals you are providing services for, that takes a little bit of you. That takes, you know, pieces of you. And it's like, you know, I'm giving and I'm giving. And by the time I leave work and drive home, I know that I have a family waiting for me and I need to be on my A game for them, right? If I'm not, then does that make me a bad person? And, you know, and that's the thing is that we we have, we, nobody can pour from an empty cup, right? And so because so many of us have jobs that work in service and then we come home and we have to be in service again, you know, we have to learn that it's okay. It's not selfish to take care of yourself. It's not selfish to do something for yourself. Your life shouldn't be just dragged into everybody else's life where you at the, it becomes to the point where you forget about who you are as a person, what you like to do what you enjoy in your own life, because life is so short. And I think we've all seen, especially over the last couple of years, how short life is and how creating moments with people you love and creating moments with yourself and loving yourself is just so critical. Yeah. And I love the way you phrase that because a lot of people don't do that. And that's one of the things that I encourage the individuals that I work with in therapy is being able to look at your life Use this analogy of a pie chart. We know when you cut it up, you have parts and each part make a whole. Although your family work being a friend is a part of that pie. But like you said, self-care is a part of that as well. And being able to not be afraid to incorporate that into your pie, into your life pouring back into you because you can't pour from an empty cup. You know, you can't pour from that. It's going to be dry dust. You know, there's um, no motivation there. There's no energy there. No. And then that impacts everything else that you have going on in your day-to-day life. And so you, like most women, have a career, kids, you have a husband. How do you balance all of that and what are some tips that you use as your self-care regimen? You know, I am a big um, routines person. I think I have a very A-type personality where I'm very um, structured and I try to do multiple things at one time. Um, so that helps me a lot. I try to, you know, pack a lunch while I'm also making breakfast, but I'm very into maintaining routines, 
with my kids. I think that helps all of us know what's coming next in the day. My daughter wakes up every morning. We're like, okay, what are we doing today? And we go through the day and it just helps us kind of maintain a routine where everyone knows what's coming next. I'm also very big into planning ahead. I try to do as much as I can ahead of time so I'm not stressing myself out. I think sometimes people think that self-care means like, oh, I need to go to the spa for a day or I need to go on a staycation. I try to do just small daily things that even less than five minutes that help me recognize that I am important too. I always, every single day, eat at least one thing that I really enjoy, whether it's a little small Snickers bar, whether it's a Starbucks, just something that I enjoy eating. And I make sure that I eat at least one thing I like every single day. I always make sure that I try to work out every day. And that is just 30 minutes of me time. It helps get my day going. It helps my stress go down. But just finding small things, like thinking about what you like to do and what you like to do before you got married, before you had kids, and just finding small ways to implement that. I'm also a very big reality TV um, person, um, which sounds crazy, but I have the kind of job where it's very serious all the time. And so I enjoy watching reality TV just because it requires no thought. But I make sure that I watch at least half an hour of something that I enjoy watching every single day. And those small things make me help center me and make me realize that I'm important too. And I should be allowed to do something that I like to do. It's a daily thing that you should find things that you enjoy doing. Maybe it's your favorite coffee. Maybe it's your favorite tea, whatever it is, something small, five minutes to remember that you're important too. Yeah. What you said really hit home for me because my job can be demanding as well. One of the things that I used to do because I'm so passionate about my work is I used to literally work through lunch. And then I used to be so burnt out and tired. And I was like, discombobulated is because I didn't take time for myself. So what you said is just the small things, making sure that you, you know, put something in your body. You know, for me, after work, this is a part of my decompression is or self-care going to the gym swimming and listening to music so you don't like you said you don't have to spend a ton of money for self-care absolutely i mean even doing things like remembering to take your lunch break like so many of us don't even take a lunch break and i know i'm guilty of that myself too and i was just posting about that on the mommy council instagram page is that like when was the last time you took a lunch right And maybe it's not every day. Of course, I'm not saying that, you know, things don't come up. But when you get the opportunity, take your lunch break. You deserve it. You are like you earned it. And so sometimes I just bring a magazine to work and I'm like, you know what? For my 30 minutes lunch, maybe I can't take my full hour, but I'm going to take my 30 minute lunch. I'm going to eat my food. I'm going to read my magazine at my desk. And then, you know, I can get back to it. But we forget to do small things like even just eat lunch. Yeah. Yeah. That is really funny that you, that we're talking about this because I was um, scrolling through Instagram and it was this TikTok post that popped up and the guy was eating lunch in his car. The coworker came and knocked on the window and said, Hey, you know, I need your help with something. And he rolled, rolled the window down and he said, but I'm on my lunch. And he was like, well, no, I really need your help. He was like, but is this really important because I'm on my lunch? And so he was like, no, but He was like, well, it'll be there and I can handle it when I get off my lunch. I was like laughing because that is truly how it can be sometimes. 
it's actually funny when I was when I was breastfeeding and I was pumping at work, I would have a sign on my door and my office door that was like doing mommy things. And nobody, everyone knew, don't interrupt me while <laughs> this sign's on my door. And I would actually use my pumping time at work to sit there and do something for myself while I'm sitting there pumping, eat my lunch or do something because I knew that could be one time that nobody would bother me. Right. Right. <laughs> so when I stopped pumping and then got older, I was like, oh, I wish I still had that sign. It was just like, everyone knows, don't bother me during this time. Well, yeah. And that can be also difficult too, speaking about breast pumping at work, because that can be stressful in and of itself. I know not actually having a space to do that because a lot of workplaces are still learning and developing and being more cautious of having women in the workplace. And so a lot of women who I work with, when they go through that phase, they literally have to go to human resources and say, hey, you know, I need special accommodation in order right. for me to do this. And, you know, for some people it's like pulling teeth, but for some organizations, they're like, yeah, you know, yes, let's make this happen for you. Interesting because on this last legislative session in the state of Nevada, they just passed a law that there has to be breastfeeding or pumping space in the courthouses. Because when I would go into court outside of my office, if, say if I was in trial and I didn't have time to go back to my office, I would pump like in the bathrooms with everyone. So the courthouses have to have a special place that allows other than the bathrooms where women can go in and pump. And so legislation like that, and I've seen around um, the country, them putting like these little mommy rooms in airports, hopefully is a sign that organizations and businesses are coming around and accepting that, you know, we have to pump. We have things that we have to do and we shouldn't have just be in a gross bathroom. We should have a space that accommodates working mothers. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. I'm thinking about everything that you have on your website for the Mummy Council. And one of the things that you were so transparent about is being a mom raising a child who has a medical disorder. How did that impact you? I mean, it was it was a really interesting situation because my husband has sickle cell. And I asked my OBGYN when I was pregnant with my daughter to test me for the gene because I didn't believe that I had the gene. So I specifically asked for that test because I knew my husband had it. Um, and they told me, no, you don't have the gene. It, like, there's no way she can have sickle cells. So I'm like, okay. But when she was born and they did the newborn screen, they were like, we think she has sickle cell. And I said, no, that's impossible. Like I asked them to test me my, my OBGYN. And so we went to the hematologist and the hematologist, the blood doctor, tested both myself and my daughter. And it turned out that I ha did have one of the sickle cell genes. And so my husband passed along a gene and I passed along a gene. So my daughter has SC sickle cell. I was so upset with my OBGYN because I was just like, how could this happen? And so I didn't even find out and that it was even a possibility until after she was born. Um, but luckily, um, we have a great hematologist who is really big on educating and not only just treating, but educating parents about sickle cell the history behind sickle cell, what the future of sickle cell is. And so when we have my son, I mean, it was a big decision for us to have my son because there was a 50% chance that right. he would have cell. And now we were going into it knowing about that. We ended up saving my son's stem cells um, because my son ended up not having sickle cell because our doctor was so good about educating us 
about how stem cell research with sickle cell as well as other diseases is just booming. And so saving my son's stem cells could possibly help my daughter in the future, even help my husband who has sickle cell. And so we didn't even know anything about that when my daughter was born. So I just think that for people going through that stuff, education and learning about the disease, the history of the disease, and also the present developments and future developments is something that can really help you in your caregiving because it's so many, I mean, medicine is just every day developing and there's so many options now, even compared to 40 years ago when my husband was diagnosed with sickle cell. Right. I I was just so amazed with your honesty and your transparency. Your platform is not just a platform. This is a community. And in the community, you're supposed to be able to lift one another up. You're supposed to be able to educate. You're supposed to be able to support. And there are many different women out there who are working women and they do have a child or even children who have some form of either a disability and or a medical condition and just being informed of this new development in your life, in your family's life can turn some families topsy-turvy. Yeah, I'm a big fan of being very transparent with your job and the people around you as well. Like when I have my daughter, I immediately told my boss, like, you know what, this is the situation. And there are times where I have to take my daughter to her hematologist. I don't want just, you know, somebody else taking her. Like, I need to be there for things like that. And you know what, if I got to make up whatever I missed later on, that's fine. But I'm going to be transparent and say, there's times I have to go. I encourage people to have those conversations with their employer. It's, it's, I feel like it's hard for an employer to be like, you can't take your kid to the doctor. You know, yeah. I mean, I know that I, I feel lucky that I have the kind of job that I do that's pretty flexible. And I understand people don't have that. But I do believe that transparency and being honest and, you know, com- having a plan, like I might have to miss, I need to leave for this, but I'm going to make it up. Having the solution already ready for your employer of how you're going to manage it if you have a job that's difficult and people are not as flexible. Yeah. But thank you for that tip because I know that that could be valuable. A lot of women going into situations, they may feel intimidated. They may feel like, you know what, if I do (laughs) tell them I might lose this job, that's additional stress (laughs) that again is on the family, on, on you as a woman and being able to try to balance and adjust everything that's going on in your life, you know, having a plan in place saying, Hey, this is what I can do. If I leave here, what do you think about that? You know, so thank you so much for sharing that tip because some jobs, like you said, are not as flexible or accommodating um, like yours. So do you have any positive advice for individual women or parents who may be listening And they are either nervous about being a new parent or nervous about how to balance work and managing a family. Yeah, definitely. Um, So one of the first things someone told me that this has always stuck with me is that sometimes you have to take it one day at a time. Sometimes you have to take it one hour at a time. And sometimes you have to take it one minute at a time. And the goal is to just get through the next minute. 
I mean, there are times as a new mom where it feels like it is never going to end. And sometimes you have to just take it minute by minute to get through it. Um, And that's okay. And if you make it to that next hour, then that's an accomplishment. And you should be proud of yourself Um, because none of us really know what we're doing. We're all just winging it. A couple of other things I will say, utilize resources that you have around you. I think that so many times people like just want to do it all, especially new moms. Like they want to, if I, if I don't hold the baby, I'm not going to bond with the baby, even though I'm dead tired and I need to take a nap. Like I don't want someone else to hold the baby. It's like, let somebody else hold the baby. No, per, no baby ever said, oh my gosh, my, you know, my mom took a nap and she, she wasn't yeah. there for, you know, so using the resources around you, even when you're pregnant, using people and other resources that you have around you, don't be afraid to take advantage of those resources. Because you know what? Maybe one day you're going to be a resource to somebody else. Maybe when you've gone through that phase, you can be a resource to a single mom or you can be a resource to a mom that doesn't have someone who might use someone to come watch the kids for a couple of days. So don't be afraid to use resources because eventually you will become a resource. And last but not least is just not putting so much pressure on yourself. It is just to make it through the day being a working parent is okay. It is okay if sometimes you have to miss doctor's appointments. It is okay if sometimes you forget to do your kids' homework like I do all the time or help them with their homework all the time. It is okay because we are doing the best that we can. And sometimes you have to just take it minute by minute. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Speaking of resources, if someone wants to learn more about you or become a part of the Mommy Council, how can they reach you? Um, my Instagram handle is the Mommy Council. Um, my website is www.themommycouncil.com. And my email is themommycouncil at gmail.com. I love getting emails from people, um, bouncing ideas off. I love connecting with people on Instagram. Um, so any of those ways, everything is the mommy council, but mainly I'm on Instagram and my webpage. All right. Well, listeners, you have heard it directly from Leah. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be a part of Elevated Voices podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's so great speaking with you. You're welcome. Thank you for tuning in to Elevated Voices Podcast, where we enjoy using our voice to share information which promotes growth and change. Never feel like you are alone. Join our Elevated Voices Podcast community at Elevated Voices underscore on both Instagram and Twitter. Stay tuned to bi-weekly episodes wherever you get your podcast. If there is a topic that you would like me to cover, or if you have questions, you can send me an email via my Elevated Voices podcast Facebook page. And remember, don't forget to let your voice be heard.